Welcome to the Decide Your Legacy podcast, helping individuals and businesses unleash their potential. Join us every episode as host Adam Gregg discusses what is holding us back and how to find hope for moving forward. Along the way, we discuss developing healthy relationships and navigating life transitions while overcoming fear, stress, and anxiety. Live the life you want, the legacy you decide. So I got a text from my daughter Emerson today at 3.07 and it said, I got cut from the show again. I was in a session with a client, my last session of the week. In fact, I have a week off. We're going to go out of town for spring break, go to Florida on a cruise. And I'm, I was just like the wind was sucked out of me. It was the beginning of the session. I was having trouble focusing because I heard that because I know how hard and how badly she wanted to make this play. It's Little Women and she's gone to voice lessons. She got cut from the last show and I know how hard she's been working and focusing on this. And so I just had to really prepare myself to go and talk to her today and get home from work. And we met, it was about 4.45. It's 5.30 right now, 5.30 p.m. And I talked to her and, you know, I just gave her a hug and she gave me a hug and it was just a really good and positive interaction. And we talked for a while and I just listened to her, just listened. That was all. I just, uh, you know, I asked some, a few questions, but I just listened, told her I loved her and I'm proud of her. I know she's worked really hard. And she just said to me, you know, that she, she knows she worked really hard and she feels like, gosh, she doesn't understand and that kind of thing. And then she said something that really inspired me. She said, you know, this is going to motivate me. You know, I'm going to use this. This is going to motivate me. And so I was really, really proud of her because when we have a goal on our mind and she's really wanted this, and I do believe she has talent. I do believe she's going to get parts and she's going to succeed in this area, but she really wants it. And so how do we persevere towards our goals? Even when we have these setbacks, this is the second setback. The last one was before Christmas break. So it's kind of like, oh, you know, right before I was so excited, like to think we're going to be on our cruise. She's going to have this part and think about it. And so I'm kind of demotivated too, but I'm also inspired because I've seen, think back on situations in my life where I've had these setbacks and I want to give up, but I've persevered. And the result has been something great because I really, really like where I am now in my life. And I really, really like where my daughter is in many ways as well because of these setbacks that she's had. So today we're going to talk about things that will help you to persevere towards your goals, whatever it might be. Maybe you want to be in music or you want to be like Emerson, or you want to be in performing arts in some way, or you want to have a business or you want to start taking your business to the next level, or you want to achieve some kind of promotion at work, or you want some financial goal or some family goal. So we're going to talk about that today, and we're going to dig deep, and you're going to see how you can overcome these setbacks to persevere towards your goals. So this is the Decide Your Legacy podcast. It's the podcast that you do, not just listen to. If you found this podcast helpful in the past, you find the one helpful today, subscribe so you'll never miss another episode. And Pull out your phone right now even. In fact, take 10, 15 seconds, give it a rating and review on Apple or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast content. It helps it to grow and reach more people organically. As I do in every episode, I like to share a couple of risks that I've taken recently that may not seem like risks to you, but they are to me. And a risk is something where you could get rejected. You're being vulnerable. You could get a response that you don't like. It could be perceived wrongly. You know, your motive is good, but they could perceive it wrongly. And I talk about risks because I want to challenge you to take some kind of risks because nothing is more damaging to your mental health than just playing it safe, playing it safe. 
safety is your enemy and nothing is going to help your mental health more than actually getting out there and expanding and doing things that are challenging your perspective and giving you a new perspective. So what I did is one, as I was honest with a friend, I was honest at a level that I hadn't been honest before about some codependency patterns that I've noticed. And just being a good friend, I felt like I want to just talk to him about it. And I came from a good place, a place of love. I don't know if it was totally perceived that way, but I believe it will be eventually. And it ended up being a high kind of tense conversation, but I did it and I felt really like it was the right thing to do. And I've been giving away these $1 coins as well to people that I work with, to people that I know. It's kind of been fun. I'm telling them it's a lucky coin and it's a $1 US coin that you can get at the bank in $25 little rolls. And it's kind of been fun. And some people look at me like, oh, that's weird. Why are you giving me this lucky coin? But, oh, well, you know, I'm doing it because I care. Or it's just an act of kind of reaching out to somebody. So I'm Adam Gragg. I'm a legacy coach, a speaker, podcaster, and a mental health professional for almost 25 years. I started in 1998 and I started Decide Your Legacy with the purpose in mind. It's my life purpose and it's helping other people and organizations find transformational clarity that propels them to face their biggest fears, generally emotional fears, so they can live and leave their desired legacy. I talk about things that you can describe to your six-year-old and they're going to understand. And I also talk about things that I struggle with myself. I'm a fellow traveler. I haven't figured all this stuff out. I also challenge you as a listener to listen as a teacher, not just as a student. And I want you to teach something that you learned today to somebody in the next 24 hours. One of the concepts that you learned today. So do you struggle with wasting time? I talked to a client today and he said he had this specific goal in mind and he really wanted to achieve it. He had actually had this passion and it's to actually be doing some comedy type shows for kids and for adults, but for businesses. And he's talented, he's very talented. And I asked him, well, he, he said, but I go home and then I know I can work on it because he has a full-time job. I know I can work on preparing for this, yet it's more tempting to watch TV and it's more tempting to procrastinate. In fact, sometimes it's more tempting to crap, crack open a beer. And then I thought, well, you know, I asked him, how would that beer taste if it was a celebration for getting a project done? And he said, it would taste a lot better than it does now. Because now he goes and goes to bed at night and he thinks, well, I could have done this. I could have done that. Moving him towards his goals, which he's very passionate about. And I asked him too, do you really want to achieve this goal? And his answer to that was, well, he really couldn't answer that. And I said, well, do you want to want to achieve this goal? And he said, yes, that's what I, I, I want to want to achieve this goal. I want to want to start having these performances and have this setup where he can do this in the multiple settings, this routine, and it's going to be very educational, but it's going to exhibit his talents and he's going to get it out to the world to help more people. And I asked him why he would enjoy that too. And he said, well, because it's going to make, it makes me happy. And then I said, well, what else? What's your purpose behind it? What's your purpose? And then we got down to his purpose really was to make other people happy. And in turn, it makes him happy. And I could see him just get energized by this. I could see him, he's identifying the obstacles. And then we talked about taking little steps. How can you break it down and take little steps to get towards that goal? And it was just lighting him up, which was great. And so I want you to start with an action today. What, and I'm, what is something, you can write this down, you can pull over to the side of the road, you can stop the podcast, you can speak it into your phone. I don't want you to get in a car accident, but what is the most important project for you to complete today? What's that passion in your life that you know you want to go ahead and get done and move towards? And I want you to identify that. It could be personal or professional. 
could be connecting with one of your kids or rekindling a relationship, repairing a relationship, starting that business, starting that project, recording that podcast, launching that video, doing something. What is that one thing? And then what's the biggest obstacle for you to actually get that specific thing done? I want you to write that down as well. It could be alcohol, it could be procrastination, it could be my mindset, it could be my relationships, they're toxic. It could be that I don't believe in myself, I don't believe I have talent or skill. It could be that I don't believe I can speak and I can't really make a video because I say it too much and I don't believe I can actually change that, whatever it might be. I want you to write that down and identify it. And as we go through this, this episode here, you're gonna figure out how you can actually persevere through that fear and that obstacle or whatever it may be to that end goal. So what are you gonna do to get to that end goal? So, and I do wanna mention too, there's a lot of preventative things here. So if you wanna deal with good and have good mental health, there's a lot of prevention stuff that I'm not gonna address today that I wanna just remind you of because we're always gonna do function better mentally when we get enough sleep, when we have consistent exercise, when we get enough water, when we eat healthy, when we have enough positive things in our lives outside of work, hobbies, interests, things, we have healthy relationships and we have a healthy mindset and we have to continually, we can continually work on those things. We don't have to, it's not a must kind of thing. I don't wanna violate my own rules here of language and back you into a corner. It's something you can do and can make a priority. And those are lifestyle things. They're not like a destination, they're a lifestyle. And they're gonna prevent you from procrastinating in situations where you might wanna procrastinate. They're gonna prevent you from actually doubting yourself in situations where you doubt yourself because you have good a good mindset. You're refreshed, you got enough sleep, you're waking up, like I can do this today. I can handle things today. So we're gonna talk about this and let's just go ahead and go ahead and do the very first thing I want you to think about as you persevere towards your goals is identify the distractions. What are those things in your life that are gonna pull you away? And they could be a specific mindset, like I can't do this or I failed in the past. It could be certain things that you get on your phone and you start watching TV or you get sucked into some kind of social media or you read the news or you watch sports, but they're, they're obstacles to achieving your goal. And if you can identify those and write that down and know that they're gonna come and then know how you're gonna overcome that specific obstacle, it's gonna put you a step ahead. It's that noticing and awareness kind of thing because many people, I would suggest 90% of people aren't aware of what those actual obstacles are. They just have this thing that they wanna achieve yet they're not actually aware that all these, all this crap is getting in my way. You know, Maybe one of the obstacles is that you aren't getting enough sleep. Maybe one of the obstacles is that you consistently interact with people who are not focused and who are distracted and who are pulling you away. Usually if you step back and do the self-reflection and have self-awareness, which I think is one of the most valuable skills, and it's one of the things I wanna hire for and look for in people and friends is that self-awareness to know that this thing is holding me back and I can do something about it. But like I said in the last episode, on how to get out of your head. You know, the first step of getting out of your head and out of that worry and anxiety is to just notice that you're there and to name it and to say, hey, there's that distraction again. There's that voice in my head, my psyche telling me I can't do it or I'm gonna fail or people are gonna reject you or you need to go ahead and you deserve to go ahead and crack open that beer at the end of the day or you deserve to go ahead and watch Netflix for two hours because you've worked so hard and that voice is your enemy not your friend, but you recognize it, you speak softly to it, you speak kindly to it, you notice it's there, and then you move, make and move forward. I know for me, a lot of times when I have a big project, it's amazing that I will have something in my mind. So right now I'm working on a new course, Your Legacy Journey, and I'm also working on a mini course 
that I'm giving out to everybody free. It's called Shatterproof Yourself, Seven Steps to Building Your Legacy. And I'm super excited about both of these. I really am super excited. I want to get these done. And sometimes I just want to want to get these done. But I will notice sometimes I come home because I work a full day a lot of times with clients and things. And I think, okay, now I got an hour I can do this and I can focus on this project. And I can do it during the day as well, but then I'll decide to do all kinds of other things that are really, really productive, honestly, but they're not moving me towards that goal. So I'll, I'll clean the house. I'll clean my apartment. You know, I'll actually do things I've been putting off, like, you know, organizing my taxes, (laughs) calling up some friends and family that I haven't talked to in a while, which those are all really good things, but I know I could put one hour towards this end objective, this goal, and I'm you know, doing dishes instead. It's like, what, you know? So maybe I should always have a goal in mind that's gonna help me to do these other things that I would normally procrastinate on, but I'm doing them because they're a little less painful than actually working towards that goal. It's kind of amazing thing. So it's reverse psychology kind of stuff. But what are those numbing behaviors? Because oftentimes it is. Is it alcohol? Is it is it nicotine? Is it, you know, is it worry? Am I just getting stuck in worry and deciding I'm going to worry instead of actually going ahead, going ahead and persevering and working towards this project? Or is it that I'm going to get consumed in some kind of addiction, like I'll be consumed with food and what I'm eating and my diet and become OCD about things and have, have to have everything in order before I can relax and actually work on this project? They're all your distractions. And once you notice them and are aware of them, they're going to lose, they're going to lose 90% of their power. You still got to take action, but they're going to lose 90% of their power because now they've been exposed. They've been exposed. Oh my gosh. So the second thing I want you to do when you want to persevere towards your goals is to visualize, is to actually do some things to, to help you visualize actually getting there towards that goal. So for everybody here, you can, and this is a downloadable PDF worksheet that you can engage in, and it's called definition of success. It's what's your definition of success? So success is different for everybody, but I want you to think about all different kinds of areas of your life, you know, your health, your relationships, your social life, and what's your definition of success, you know, from your heart, from your gut, and then what's society's definition of success? And society's definition of success generally has a lot of materialistic, external type junk mixed into it. But if you can visualize, you know, if I get to that goal, how am I going to act? First of all, you identify and write it down. What is that vision for my business? What is that vision for my health? What is that vision? And you don't make it complicated, but you create this vision statement, or you even create a vision board that represents those things that you look at. But you're, you're trying to put energy, you are putting energy into visualizing visualizing what it's going to be like when you actually reach that point of success. So for my daughter, for example, having her visualize, which I believe she does when she gets those parts, when she has a chance to be on stage, when she is getting that feeling of satisfaction that she's memorized her lines and she's done her role and she can still visualize that even though she's not actually there right now. And so we visualize how are we going to feel How are we going to carry ourselves around other people when we get there? How are we going to wake up in the morning? How are we going to go to bed? Probably excited for the next day. How are we going to interact socially? What risks are we going to take? And you start to meditate. You start to focus on that. You find images to get you there. And knowing that you're going to feel great at the end of this whole difficult path is something that will keep you going and moving forward. 
because you know it's moving you towards your purpose in life. So that's the second thing. And these are not in any kind of order. But the third is to change your view. So one thing that's happened to me in my life is I have learned over time, and I've seen this again and again, and I really found out when I was in high school because I was a little skinny kid and I hadn't played football before. And I remember that. So I played soccer up until eighth grade and I was a good soccer player. I was better in soccer than I was at football, honestly. And I was skinny and I wanted to play football just because, okay, get out there and play. I mean, this was kind of the cool thing to do. And so I gave it my all. And then my freshman year, I didn't play at all. I mean, I was, I was not good. I mean, and I was skinny and small. I grew between my junior and senior year. It was kind of strange because I'm six, three right now. And I got to be 6'3", 225 pounds. I remember between my junior and senior year, I worked out and practiced. In my junior year, I got to play a tiny bit. I was a kicker, but I remember working out consistently and putting tons of energy into this. And I got better and I got more comfortable and I learned how to take on blocks and I was played outside linebacker, but I got better. I didn't get great. I mean, I was voted the most improved player on the team. And I got recruited because I was improving and I still regret not playing in college, not taking that risk, which I'm encouraging you to do, which is one of those things that motivates me. But I had a lot of doubters and I wanted to prove the doubters wrong. People that didn't think I could actually get there or have a starting position or believe I could gain the weight or actually succeed once I actually got there. And I didn't enjoy football as much as basketball and soccer, but I got better and better at it. And so the mindset shift in me was that I'm going to turn the doubters into believers, not for pride and ego, but just to see it as motivation because I believe in myself. And that's really what my daughter gave me today is a great deal of encouragement because I sense that she still believes in herself, even though other people didn't believe in her because that's the reality of it. She got cut. Not that, you know, there's a, a certain number of spots. I get it. But a lot of times, when people hire, for example, you can see potential that others don't see in them. That's why the NBA first round draft is such a bomb oftentimes because other people, other really great coaches and great recruiters can see talent in players because of work ethic and because of attitude that other NBA teams don't. I love to go back and see like who's made it in the NFL draft and who has it and who's made it in the NBA draft and who has it. And a lot of that is because you pick up on things from attitude and you realize that certain types of people have a mindset where they're going to be confident and persevere. And so I look at these situations and say, it's going to make Emerson stronger. She's going to learn to persevere because she still believes in herself even though there are some doubters out there. And I'm not kind of harping on those doubters, but I will challenge you as you hire, if you're a business owner, as you make decisions to grow your team, that you can see diamonds in the rough if you're willing to. And it's not all this external kind of stuff. It's it's attitude kind of stuff. And it's things that you can, you can notice that are potential in somebody that other people don't notice. And then you'll find these employees and these friends sometimes and these situations sometimes that don't look promising, yet they are because you're willing to go ahead and step back and have a clear, healthy perspective, not only of yourself, but of your life. So you change your view, you work on your perspective. And I, gosh, it's crystal clear for me because I had 70 plus job interviews in 2009 and it was 2008, 2009, and it was in the Great Recession, and I remember just feeling like such a failure. And then eventually all these no's turned me into a, into a person who said, 
I am valuable regardless of these no's because I believe in myself because I knew how much I had to offer. I knew I could do some things that were special and I still believe that, but that situation has propelled me to this point today where things are really good for me as far as confidence. I mean, my belief in my ability to coach and help and speak and train and really get people to the next level is as high as it's ever been. But I wouldn't have that if I hadn't had those situations that force me to look internal for my confidence, inside for my confidence, not externally, and to use those doubters as motivation. And I'm not gonna lie, that it's sometimes when I see the doubters out there and kind of what they're doing and the people that said no to me and I look at my life and I say, gosh, you know, I bet they'd love to have me as an employee now. (laughs) Or I I bet they look at my life now and say, oh my gosh, you know, and I kind of, I won't, I'm not going to lie and say I don't get some level of satisfaction from that. That's not healthy. I'm not saying it's healthy. I'm just being real with y'all here that I do at times look and say, gosh, you know, I've gotten to a point in my career and I feel in my life there's a level of success and I like my life. And I look at other situations and say, gosh, you know, I'm just so glad I didn't get that job. I'm so glad I don't work with those people. I'm so glad I don't have to relate to that and be in that situation. And that's not to bash on it, but it's just saying that the confidence, it's taught me to have confidence that's very different than what I would have had if everything had just gone my way because I've had to get stronger and get thicker skin, honestly. I mean, I don't think I'd be doing this podcast if I didn't have thicker skin, because as it's grown, I mean, you get feedback that's not always positive, but the positive feedback outweighs the negative at such a high extent that it's like, okay, they're having a bad day, you know? (laughs) Okay, who cares? You know, because just if I look at it as a, it's just really such a small percentage that's negative, but when those negative things come in. I mean, they're pretty harsh sometimes. Oh, well, you know, I can shake it off so much better now, but I wouldn't be able to do that had I not had these challenging situations in my life that I've had to persevere through. And so, and then the final step, and this one is one that I would say is less important than those first three, identifying distractions, visualizing getting there and actually changing your mindset, changing your view, using it as motivation is to make a plan. And this is kind of hard, but it's easier when you have the right mindset and when you're taking care of yourself and when you're visualizing getting there because you can see the steps much clearer. You're, you're beginning with the end in mind. You're beginning with the end in mind and the steps become clearer. So what are those steps that you can break down? So you have chunks. So for example, I want to get this course done. So I'm breaking it into sections. I'm breaking it into projects. I'm breaking it into situation, I mean, into an outline, into different chunks for me. And it's very clear. And then I know when I'm getting something crossed off the list, because that's extremely motivating to me to know I got one aspect of this project completed that's moving me towards finishing this project. And to me, it's all about my purpose and helping other people find clarity and face their fears so they have find transformational clarity and face their fears so they can overcome these obstacles and they can live and leave their desired legacy. And that drives me. That drives me. I mean, that gives me energy to know and to see the light bulbs come on like I did today with this client. Today, who who realize that that stout beer is going to taste so much better once he actually puts energy into these projects and doesn't procrastinate. So I have a plan. And once you got the plan in place and you execute on that plan, but there's no external solution to an internal problem, overcoming your procrastination and persevering through obstacles is an internal issue. It's not an external issue. There's really no one else outside that's getting in your way there. You may blame it on somebody else, but you're going to fix that by an in, with an internal solution. 
So it's going inside yourself and saying, how can I get there? And so I have some tips that kind of help me persevere. So one is that I try to do something productive right when I get home from work. And it could be as simple as, you know, cleaning out the fish tank and feeding the fish. It's like a 10 minute activity or unloading the dishwasher or watering the plants or something that I'm doing physically that's productive and it takes me five to 10 minutes. It could be starting a little laundry and then I can build on that and build on that. And I think if I can get something done in less than five minutes and do it now. So if it's on my mind and on my task list, do it now. And that's been simple. I've tried to simplify things in my life. And I love to use my iPhone as much as I can for everything possible, except for my journal. I like to handwrite that. But so I'll put reminders on my phone. I'll learn how to use the calendar on my iPhone. And I'll have one specific calendar, not multiple calendars that can be distracting for me. I'll practice the Pareto principle, which is, I believe technically you focus on something without any distractions for 25 minutes and you take a five minute break. You eliminate all the distractions. So you put your phone on airplane mode. You turn off your, you shut your computer unless you're working on a project on your computer. You get in a room that's quiet. You put some music on. For me, it's some headphones. This is why I do so much productive work when I'm flying. And tomorrow I'm flying to Florida with my daughter and we're gonna have a great time. But I do things when I can find this way to focus. And so if you found this podcast helpful, please hit the link to Shatterproof Yourself. You're gonna get my video and workbook on this brand new course. It's Shatterproof Yourself, Seven Steps to Deciding Your Legacy. You don't wanna miss that. You will not get that any other way than subscribing to my, to the, than through subscribing. So you won't wanna miss that. And anyway, yeah, so you hit the link and subscribe. And also there are some other links in this podcast that you're going to want to miss. And one is on three steps to ending procrastination, stop procrastination and get things done. So it's a brand new post that is on getting and moving towards your goals, overcoming these obstacles to persevere towards your goals. You're not going to want to miss that as well. So let's go ahead and review. How do you do this? How do you persevere in these difficult situations? Just like my daughter's doing, just like you have done, just like many people have done. One is you identify what's going to be your distraction. You visualize success. Number two, how do we visualize success? You want to get and download that worksheet. You figure out how to change your view of the situation, turn it into motivation, transmutation, taking difficult situations, and then you create a plan. Transmutation means taking difficult traumatic or setbacks and turning them into propulsion to go ahead and move towards your goal. So you're transmuting and moving in a different direction. What are you going to do? I mean, you have these strong emotions that overtake you sometimes, and that can be so fear-based that want to pull you away. But if you focus on these goals and you focus on the distractions and you focus on the vision, it can overpower that. And just like gratitude can overpower that, it's going to move you forward. So what's the one thing from today that you want to apply? Oh, the last thing was make a plan. Make a plan, start executing on that plan. What's the one thing that you want to apply and teach to somebody else today? It's probably going to be a scary thing, but I want you to write that down and commit in the next 24 hours to executing, to doing something, to taking some kind of action based on that one insight that you gained, and also to teach that to somebody else. And the one, I like to give a power action. So if you're going to do one thing from today that I would recommend that you get the biggest bang for your buck, it's going to be doing that success worksheet. 
what is my definition of definition of success and to getting that written down. And then I'm also on that worksheet going to have you write down what is the society's definition, definition of success. And then how do they differ? That'll be, that's your power action right there. Remember my rule, Adam's rule, 30% of transformational change is insight. You're gaining insight through this podcast today, but 70% and probably even more, maybe it's going to change, but is action. What action are you gonna take? You're gonna change your life when you take different actions. Have me out to speak to your team live or over Zoom. I'd love to get this content and information out there. You can also get a link to my training topics from the show notes of this podcast. And I'm gonna sign off today the way I do every episode. Make it your mission to live the life now that you wanna be remembered for 10 years after you're gone. You decide your legacy, nobody else. I appreciate you greatly, and I'll see you next time. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net.